0: Are you a college student looking for extra guidance on how to figure out your life after college? Maybe you need to spice up your resume, find the best way to answer difficult interview questions, or you just want to be in the right mindset for determining your career path. My best-selling career ebook guide is now available on the official podcast website at whatfulfillsyou.com where you can also find the recent merchandise drop of the What Fulfills You Daily Signature Notebook, which is my go-to vegan leather notebook for writing down gratitude, priorities, meeting notes, and so much more. You can find all of this on the official website at whatfulfillsyou.com. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the What Fulfills You podcast. My name is Emily Elizabeth. I'm your girl and I'm your host. Today's episode is a fun one, as always. I don't know which episodes are not fun, or at least in my mind. But today's guest is actually a great friend of mine, someone that I met on Instagram through social media, which, by the way, I highly recommend for those of you who are uncertain about reaching out to people on Instagram, I always highly recommend it. In fact, I would say aside from my college friends, most of the friends I have today, I met through some sort of social media platform or social media connection. And I think that's the beauty of what today's world is. And if you learn how to capitalize on that in a positive light, you can definitely meet more like minded people quickly. In fact, side tangent, a girl reached out to me on Instagram um, the other week to grab coffee because we're both in the LA area. She actually happens to be my age. And I ended up finding out that she found me because, again, something similar that I've done before is like, I think we both followed this Instagram page called Book Thinkers. And Obviously, I'm a huge advocate for reading, personal growth, and so forth, and she had the same mentality. She reached out to me, and we just connected right away. So I think um, I will probably be able to connect with her again soon when I'm back in LA. I'm actually currently not in LA as we speak, but um, yeah, I think it's just awesome when you can find unique relationships off of social media, especially off of similar interests or similar... Visions or pillars of values and so forth but back to the point. So today's guest is my girl Tatiana We talk all things, you know, how she started out when she um, was working for others before you know later on going into work for herself but what i was really intrigued by is just hearing her journey and her story with actually you know working for other people whether it was a small company or working as like a server and a waiter in other areas and i love the climb towards where someone is at today and i always try to ensure that everyone who listens to this podcast gets to hear that before before they get to the after part because um, you know everyone says this but we see everyone's middle or end of the road today. I don't really want to say end of the road because you know there's always more ups and downs but when we are comparing our beginning with someone's middle I can see how it may affect our drive, our ability to think it's possible. And I think, again, with her story, it's um, cool because she is pretty much her own freelancer and she does a lot of freelance work and, um, you know, works for herself essentially. But it took years to get there. And I think that's always very important to take note of is that it takes a lot of years of experience with working for other people again which is why even for myself I told a lot of my entrepreneur friends in our circle that I was a huge advocate for working a nine-to-five prior to switching over to what I do today um, and and I think you can always gain so many valuable experiences outside of what you actually end up wanting to do and I think that theme is also touched on in today's episode so I'm not going to rant on any longer I hope you enjoy this conversation with Tatiana and let's get into it Alrighty, well Tatiana thank you for driving over here <laughs> to chat with me in person this is our second time hanging out which is so funny because I feel like we're so connected on Instagram mm-hmm. and social media so it doesn't feel like it has been that long you know but I am excited to just chat about your story, which is very unique. I've, in my opinion, your niche is really unique and just kind of how you got into your industry and, you know, ended up paving your own path. But I want you to share your story. Okay. So like where you went to school, where you're born and raised from, just like the whole, you know, the whole jam so everyone can get to know you and then we'll dive into what are you do today? Okay,
1: <laughs> awesome. Um, okay, so I was born in here in LA, so I know so many people like are like, from other places, but I was born here in Pasadena. Um, I went to Pepperdine University for advertising. I had no idea what I wanted to do with my life, like so many people, I mean, yeah. And I honestly, I feel like when I graduated, like like an influencer, or YouTuber, like wasn't even a thing. Mm-hmm. So it was just like, there was a lot of opportunity, but I felt like the pressure to go into like a normal career, mm-hmm. which um, now is like, basically like doesn't even exist. So, well, it does exist, but like, um, like, It's not, there's not that huge pressure that I felt back in 2012 when I graduated from college. So, um, so yeah, so I did like a million jobs, like Mm -hmm. substitute teaching, um, insurance sales, real estate.
0: I didn't even even know that.
1: (laughs) What else? Um, of course I was a waitress like everyone else. Mm -hmm. Um, what else did I do? I was, I was like a receptionist, um, Just like a million things, Mm -hmm. a million things. I was just trying to like, I think a lot, I was very driven by money, especially Mm -hmm. with real estate. I was like, Ooh, I'll just like sell houses and Mm -hmm. like, Mm -hmm. you know, go on vacations and go to parties and give out my business card. But I just wasn't passionate about it, you know? Mm -hmm. And I've always had like this creative, like just this creative, like bug inside of me where like, even in high school, I would like collage on my, um, you know, my like binder reminder. I would, my mom would let us paint whatever we wanted on our walls, like Me and my sister i'm a twin and we're both very creative in our own ways Mm -hmm. um she's just now getting into the interior design um field and she's a first grade teacher so she's actually quitting her job to do design full-time which is crazy (laughs) so now we're both like full-time design but um so anyways i went to i like didn't know what i wanted to do and i went to lunch with one of my mom's friends and he was like well like if you could do anything you want what would you want to do and i was like I don't know, like, do collages for magazine? <laughs> like, <laughs> that's what came to my mind. Yeah. Um, and he was like, that's graphic design, like, you could do that. And I was like, but I only had one graphic design class. Like, mm-hmm. my major's in advertising. I don't even know where to start. Like, I don't even have, like, Photoshop or Illustrator on my computer. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't even know mm-hmm. the words to use. Mm-hmm. And he was like, YouTube it. Like, just YouTube it. Like, I, he worked at an advertising firm. He owned an advertising firm. And he said his graphic design girl, like, basically just YouTubed everything and taught herself. Mm -hmm. So after that meeting with him, I was like, okay, I'm gonna start YouTubing stuff and I'm gonna start teaching myself. Mm. So I was just YouTubing graphic design, like Photoshop tutorials, Illustrator tutorials. um, And I was like doing my own creative stuff with it. So like my hand lettering, I was throwing on the stuff I was making and I had this blog and it was like, um, it was, like, my hand lettering mixed with, like, graphic design, and I wanted to work with other creatives and create, like, their, like, like help them with their blogs, like, mm-hmm. that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I was, like, kind of working on that, and then I was, like, getting my real estate license, and I got it, and I just, like, wasn't loving the hustle of it all. Mm. Um, so my, so my friend tagged me in a post on Instagram. It was for, I don't know if you know the company JLUX label, but mm-hmm. at the time they were super, they were super small. They weren't super small. They had like a million followers on Instagram, but the actual company itself was small. They had mm-hmm. like six employees and all of their oh, employees wow. were um, okay. inventory. Oh, so, okay. and one customer service girl. Um, so she tagged me and she was like, they're hiring for a graphic designer. And I was like, oh, no way. So, um, I I like made this portfolio basically of stuff that like, I just made for fun mm-hmm. and I made this portfolio. This like physical book, almost like a little mock magazine with their content on it and like my spin on their content. Mm. And I like sent it to them and I got an interview and I took that to the interview and me and the owner like clicked right away and it was I was like so excited about it, but I didn't hear back from them from them for 6 months, which was crazy. Mm. So, um then they hired me as a graphic designer for them, which was crazy for them to do. I had zero graphic design experience. Yeah. <laughs> but I was like their first non-like um, entry- level employee. So uh-huh. I was working like basically directly directly under the owners that had grown this e-commerce company from like nothing from like their basement, sewing their own garments to this big this huge like social media driven mm-hmm. um, company. But they still were really small at the time. So through them and like getting to be like, on set for, like, the shoots, and then they let me do, like, creative direction for the shoots, they let mm-hmm. me do, like, the model casting, they let me do, like, so many different things, like, the Instagram, Instagram stories had just come out, like, a little, couple months after I started, and then, like, mm. I just learned, like, so much from them, and it was all hands-on learning, and, yeah. like, so, so that that's where they were at the time, and then we c- just kept growing as a company, like, I was with them as we, like, Hit two mil- two million, and we got like a huge office, and we got like wow. a real model and like real employees. And we had this like all this inventory, and it was just like crazy to see. But being there, like hands on, like getting that experience was mm. like so like invaluable. Like I got to learn Shopify, and I got to learn just everything, and just being on the shoots was like really cool for me because yeah. I just got that like firsthand experience. So like that was like the most, the best experience that I could have ever asked for. But um, you know, as creatives, were like, growing all the time, mm-hmm. so I just felt, like, a little bit, I also had a lot of roles within the company as, like, a manager, as a graphic designer, I was, like, you know, it's, like, helping with everything, Yeah. Um, and it was really fun, but I also, like, wanted to, like, I felt the urge, like, to do my own thing and to have my own brand because I had, like, lo- like seen their brand grow so much, mm-hmm. so, um you know I wanted to do different types of stuff I wanted to work with other brands you know when you're working for one brand it's like this is the this is the uh, the look the aesthetic like you can't really like go outside of that mm-hmm. and i wanted to have the freedom to like you know work for people and just like create every day but always have something different right so um i left there and um i went out on my own and that's that's the end of it wow <laughs> sorry that's <was> kind of long <laughs> no no i
0: like it well i'm first curious how old were you when you had that talk with your mom's friend
1: so i was um i was actually i'm trying to think when i started working i think i was i think i was 24
0: okay yeah okay and then how long did you stay at the company for or that startup company per se um three years okay interesting do you feel like okay well i guess from a from your perspective now how do you feel like i guess almost as a freelancer Mm -hmm. in your opinion how do you think a business perceives having freelancers like yourself Mm and even me work for them obviously because we have that tendency to maybe want to go out and do our own thing mm-hmm. do you feel like that's risky like because how do you do you have anyone that works for you or works with you or is that something you foresee in the future that you'll have an assistant or something of that nature so you're
1: saying like working with freelance oh yeah I see what you're yeah saying. you know what I mean so, we're not even like freelancers yeah. but
0: people who have that urge like or have that skill set so rather. like my clients now if yeah that's what you're talking about mm-hmm. yeah so well
1: like for me a little different because a lot of my projects. I don't really work with anyone like on a retainer basis. Okay. Like all of my projects are very like as they come in, okay. like as they, you know, as people need stuff. Because I am more on the creative side, mm-hmm. so it's like, it's, I. It's not really worth their time me creating, or their money worth, like it's not really worth their money having me create like a really boring newsletter because, I'm like, more of like the creative, and I'm going to charge for the creative. Mm-hmm. So, um. So it's a lot more like when they want something to like be different than what they're normally doing. Mm -hmm. So I think a lot of my clients love working with me as a freelancer because they can kind of come to me when they need that thing that's like a little bit different. Mm -hmm. Even if they have like a main graphic designer, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah.
0: How do you make that sustainable? Because you're project based versus retainer. How have you made that sustainable? And this is definitely probably a question geared towards freelancers out there Mm -hmm. or those who are listening who maybe want to do something freelance on the side and don't know how to make something that is more project-based sustainable income
1: yeah I mean it was definitely like scary for sure like and I never thought I would be doing this and be fine with it Mm. but I think for me just creating all the time putting out my creative stuff sharing my creative stuff on both Instagram and Pinterest I always have new inquiries I always have new people coming in so Mm -hmm it's like, I don't need to rely on that, those, you know, same people, because that's what I was trying to get away from, Mm. right, the same thing all the time, like, I wanted something different, so I think, for me, I always try to create and put it out there, and I'm also creating stuff that I feel like I would like to do for, like, a company, so let's say, like, I don't, Let's say I really want to like get more into packaging, then I'll just create like mock packaging and like throw it out there. Like I okay. won't mind and be like this is for a client, but I'm like, oh, you know, this is you know, a fun passion project, just okay. for fun Got type it. of thing.
0: So you're putting out something almost like manifesting it. Right. Where right. you're putting out an example of what you can do and ideally hoping someone finds traction in that and goes, hey, I want you to do something like that for me. Right. Exactly. Interesting. That's actually a good tip for freelancers. So like
1: for branding, like I was like, I really want to get into branding. I don't know where to start. Um, I created like basically I think it was nine logos and nine mock brands Mm -hmm. and I put them like um, on Pinterest and I like 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 basically like, you know, just threw them out there and Mm -hmm. that started to get people to see, like, oh, she can do logos, oh, she can do branding, like, maybe she can help me with my branding, I Mm -hmm. like this stuff. So, um, stuff like that's always been really helpful in my career, especially, like, at the beginning when I had time and I didn't have that much stuff coming in all the time. Mm -hmm. So, because at the beginning, I was a lot more like, you know, I'm working for these clients, Mm -hmm. Um, I wasn't as busy as I am now, of course. Yeah.
0: When you quit your job, did you have some sort of way on how you made that decision? Like, was it like, okay, I have to have this many projects or I have Mm -hmm. to have made, you know, this X amount of revenue or income in my business before I can quit? Or, you know, what was your thought process? I'm almost curious because like, even for me, I obviously made that decision very recently. um, But I think that's something I was thinking about when I, before I quit my corporate job, I was like, I wonder what people think about when like, you know, people who've done it before me, what's going through their head? What was going through your head?
1: I think for me... The good thing and the bad thing was at my old job, I wasn't making that much money. Okay. So it's easy to walk away. You're like, yeah. I don't have good benefits. I'm <laughs> that <much money."> like, <laughs> you know what I mean? So I, I so I actually, in the beginning, I was kind of working freelance on the side um, and worked, still working at my job okay. uh, like most of us do. Yeah. So I had saved a good chunk of money and I had like a weekly client that I was making half of my weekly income with. Okay. so I was like okay like that's half and then I'm gonna like that's taking up like barely any of my time yeah I'll have all this other time to go out and get no not go out and get clients but to be focusing on getting clients like mm-hmm. putting stuff out there building my business you know doing all that type of stuff to where um, the clients will come in if I'm constantly having the time to throw into it mm. so that was kind of like my rationale um, That the money I had saved, plus I knew at least half of my weekly income was covered. Right. That I had the confidence Mm -hmm. to make up the rest myself.
0: Okay. Okay. Gotcha. No, I like that thinking too. You know, I think for me and I think for other people too, the struggle is... Do we go with our gut instinct yeah. or do we base it solely off of the finances, right? Like, yeah. you know, I do know some people that were like, well, I decided once I'm making what mm-hmm. I'm making in my income, then I can leave, right? And for some people, it's like, you know what? I just knew it was time and I had to go full in with my business and maybe I wasn't doing it the first two, three months, but then I would just trust it in my gut that I would actually yeah. do yeah. which is very, you know, ballsy. It's like, oh my <laughs> God, what if you don't though, you know? Yeah. But I feel like it's almost like, you like do you, have, do you feel like you have this mindset where you started to get rid of the idea of like the what if not Mm -hmm. and then just went in with this rather like I am going to do it. I am going to achieve it.
1: I'm going to make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and I told my my mom, I was like, I don't care. Like I'll go work at Starbucks and still do my own creative stuff. Like I'd rather that than like be stuck in something where I have nothing to give. You know what I mean? and I think for me it was definitely half and half like what you were saying like mm-hmm. there was the money but then there was also like my gut instinct and I just like felt felt it like mm-hmm. I was Thank on you. a trip with my husband and we were in like Sedona and you know Sedona's yeah. like very like I love it. you know the <laughs> crystals and the energy or whatever and I was like I feel like this is right and he he's like kind of an overthinker, okay. so he was not he was he wasn't like no but he was like I trust you, like, I trust you, and I know you're gonna mm-hmm. do fine, but he wasn't like, oh, yeah, do it, he right. was just very much like, okay, I'm putting my faith in you, like, That's and me. now, um, he, re- after seeing me do all of this, he left his full-time job, and now he's running his own business No as way. well, yeah, oh, okay. so I think mean, it's a very different business, but, Great. um, yeah, so he kind of like seeing me transition and... Woman it taking the lead? <laughs> yeah,
0: I love that. <laughs> and you know how much I'm a huge advocate for that, you know? Yeah. Um, okay, no, that's awesome. There was- Okay, I guess, like, do you feel like you had to go through any kind of mindset shifts to kind of, when you, to go from working for someone else to working for yourself? Like, what do you feel like, if maybe any tips to reminders for people, what are things that you're telling yourself every day? Because you, it is kind of lonely, right? Mm -hmm. When you're working for yourself, I mean, there's ups and downs, you know, as any job is, but as a solopreneur... Or entrepreneur or freelancer doing your own thing not having a team to report to every Mm -hmm. single day you're meeting the clients on your own what are some things that you tell yourself or maybe routines habits Mm -hmm. you put yourself in to really get the right energy and vibe going every morning every day to stay focused and you know really recognize that you left something and was even willing to go work Starbucks part-time just so you could keep this up yeah
1: Um, I think for me the biggest mindset shift for sure was um, like like money, like hourly versus value. Mm-hmm. So, like at my old job, you know, it's very much like out—you oh, get paid for the hours you work. Type right of thing, right. and. Um, I really had to, like, get, it took me a long time to get out of that. Like, when I first started working, I would, like, get up, like, sit at my computer and be like, I have to sit here, I have to Mm -hmm. do this, like, I don't want to, you know what I mean? Like, it was very much, like, that mindset, and people would be like, oh, like, what do you charge? And I would think about how long it would take me and what I think I should charge. And I Mm. I I was still basing it off of my old job and, like, what I made there and what I felt like I deserved, but I think around, I would say, like, pretty early on maybe like six months like I shifted my mindset set to where I was like I'm not charging for my time I'm charging for my creativity because Mm. that's what I'm giving to these people like I can hand letter something in two minutes and I'm not going to charge you for two minutes of my time like I'm going to charge you for like that talent that I'm giving you that creativity that originality that's something unique that I'm giving you Mm. so um that was like a really big mindset shift for me and now like I have no guilt with like what I charge like Mm. and I think. And I, I'm constantly like reevaluating my rates, and like you know, as I'm getting more busy, I'm like I need to like figure out um, what my demographic wants and mm-hmm. needs, and um, who I really want to work with because. Sometimes it is hard, where it's like for me, I work with a lot of girls that like own their own businesses mm-hmm. and they don't have huge budgets, right? Right. right. So I don't want to like overcharge to where they can't afford to work with me, because those are the people I really love working with. You uh-huh, know, like uh-huh. I don't want to work with huge companies, like I don't want to work with huge corporate clients. Like I really love working with the girls that are like yeah. making it happen, building their dream. Yeah. So I don't want to price myself outside of their uh, what they can afford, but I also want to price myself to where it's competitive with other people, and I'm like getting what I deserve. Mm-hmm. So. It is kind of a balance, but I think just like constantly like re-evalu- reevaluating your rates, thinking like what value are you giving? Um, what's setting you apart bef- like uh, as opposed to someone else they could go with? Mm. So, like, you know, maybe they could get this girl for cheaper or this guy for cheaper, but are they giving the same value and creativity that you're giving? Right. So, um, that was the biggest mindset shift for me, for okay. sure.
0: Do you feel like, how do you feel like you really adopted it? At what point do you feel like you were fully able to leave that mindset of, okay, you know, people are paying me for my time, Mm -hmm. right? Because I think that is often how we evaluate time and money and the correlation of it. And in the creative business, especially, and as artists, people forget how to evaluate the value of art. Yeah. What's your perspective on that?
1: Um, I think it just takes time, honestly, like, I think it just takes, and even now, like, I still fall, I'll still like fall back on it where I'm like, why did I charge that little? Or I'm like, Mm. you know, someone will approach me, like I had this company approach me and they are like, oh, we love your creativity. We think you're a great fit for some of our clients. They were like a creative agency. Um, Mm. and they wanted me to do like newsletters for this client. Mm. And I was like, oh, this is like, you know, it's okay. The hourly rate was okay. And it was like, it wasn't bad. And I was like, Mm -hmm. okay, that's extra money I can just do. But I started. The more I did it, and the more I thought about it, I was like, this t- this time that I'm wasting doing these like emails that are, aren't going to impact anyone. Like mm-hmm. you scroll through an email within two seconds. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Um, is time I could be spending on other stuff. Like I have a side business with my friend where we create like Squarespace templates, mm-hmm. and we sell the Squarespace templates. And those are like passive income and they're mm-hmm. big chunks of money. So I'm like, I could be spending that time creating advertisements for those yeah. templates or like, you know, like really like working on that part of my, my business and making a lot in return. Mm-hmm. And that's something I enjoy. And that's building my business as mm-hmm. opposed to just pumping out these newsletters that like aren't fun. Mm-hmm. I don't love it. Mm-hmm. It's just like punching a time clock, right. which I wanted to get out of. So,
0: yeah.
1: um, yeah. So I still, like, even to this day, I fall back in, but then I, like, it, it's almost like reality checkers, like, gotta get out of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Can you dive into the industries or, I guess, types of clients you work with? Because mm-hmm. hand lettering, as we kind of talked about earlier, is a very niche industry. A lot of people aren't aware of how you can build a career out of it like mm-hmm. you have. And, you know, I know um, we know each other through Maddie, and mm-hmm. I saw that, you know, you, I think, did some hand lettering for her wedding back mm-hmm. in the day. Um, but can you dive into you know, the people that you work with and then maybe how you have reached out to like prospective clients and how you were able to, you know, get your first few clients. Yeah.
1: Um, So the types of people I work with mostly are um, online businesses that girls are running themselves. So um, those are, that's like the chunk of my clients. Um, And I think that most of them find me through Pinterest. And then I think a lot of them kind of just like, want to work with me through my Instagram, so Mm -hmm. they'll find me on Pinterest, they'll check on my Instagram, they'll be like, okay, this is a real girl, she's, you know, I like her (laughs) vibe, I like her style, like, I'll reach out to her, Mm -hmm. Um, so that's kind of how they find me, and Mm -hmm. the other parts of, I have my, like, Etsy wedding stuff, Mm -hmm. Um, I have my Squarespace templates that I created with my friends, that's our other little company called The Styled Square, and then um, there's always, like, you know, some random outliers that are, like, I don't even know, oh, I'm, also working on some collaborations with some bigger companies, Mm -hmm. but those aren't really like clients. Those are like, um, you know, that's like a whole different kind of vibe. So those are the clients I mostly work for. And then um, how I found them in the beginning, in the beginning, honestly like I didn't it wasn't a long period of time that I was reaching out to people okay um but I was when I was still in my other company I was reaching out to people okay. so and I was like applying for stuff that I would see you know people. were would you like cold emailing,
0: emailing. or like emailing, um or like you know applying on their I don't know let's say a listing they had they yeah. were saying looking for you know someone to do this project a lot of it
1: was on social media they're like oh I'm looking for a graphic designer okay and then I'd be like oh hey um I'm a graphic designer for this company I'm also taking on freelance clients so I would definitely use like the company I was working for jlux labels like Reference because people could see, oh, this is a legit company, she does this creative for this big Mm -hmm. company, like I could trust her. And I was working, I was reaching out to the same types of clients, so like um, online clothing companies, right? Um, So, a lot of those, and then those would kind of like get the ball rolling, so then. They would, like, people would see that I did that for that company, Mm -hmm. and then they would want me to do the same thing for them, and it was just, like, a lot of that going on. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm really lucky that I never really had to do that a lot, which was, like... I was just really lucky with and I think Pinterest like played a really really big role within that yeah
0: and I'm glad you mentioned Pinterest because I did want to get into it and kind of how you had your spark slash boom on Pinterest and then how that really helped your business I think it's uh, correct me if I'm wrong but I do think it's a platform that a lot of people overlook in The value of how easy it is for people to discover you Mm -hmm. and your business or again if you're a freelancer or anything even if it's like my podcast right Mm -hmm. posting content on there that people can pin and save to certain boards but um what was your strategy initially or if you have any advice around Pinterest and how people found you through Pinterest back then and today yeah So
1: Pinterest is such a cool platform because people use it as a search engine. Yeah. Right. On Instagram, you're kind of just scrolling. You're like looking at popular things, but you're not really like looking for anything on Instagram Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or you weren't that much. Maybe people are more now. I'm not sure. Um, But Pinterest, you're a lot of times searching like logo inspiration Mm -hmm. or like, you know, just you're just searching for something to find. Um, And when people click on your pin on Pinterest. Um, you go it takes you directly to to your website right yeah. if you're linking all of your pins which you should be doing don't need to do that <laughs> um and I don't think you should link it to your Instagram unless you unless your goal is to, to, to grow, grow your on Instagram. Instagram okay um, but for me Instagram is more of like here's some creative stuff that I do I'm a real person you know I enjoy this this is my aesthetic where Pinterest I'm like a lot more focused on like getting people to like see my stuff and like getting it to translate to like people clicking on it and actually getting on my website mm-hmm. so um my I didn't really have strategy in the beginning but what I was doing was I was creating all this stuff and I was putting it on Pinterest and I was adding in all these keywords mm-hmm. um to where it was getting traction because people were searching the quotes I was do- searching for inspirational quotes as a lot of us do on Pinterest yeah, yeah we um or like wallpapers or something for your phone and so um just at, while I was at my other company, I was throwing a lot of stuff on there and slowly but surely, like, I was, like, getting a lot of followers and, like, getting a lot of traction yeah. on Pinterest. And the cool thing with Pinterest is you can do Pinterest ads and you can do, do like, $5. I usually do $5 a day for three days and it's, mm-hmm. like, it'll promote your pin and it'll mm-hmm. get seen by, like, a ton of people. And sometimes ads don't do as good, you know? But it's, like, one of those things where if you have an ad on your Instagram, it's mm-hmm. very recognizable where you're, like, this is an ad, like, it's kind of annoying me. Mm-hmm. Whereas Pinterest is just like a, a pin that'll pop up on where people speed right, Because okay. when you're on your home feed on Pinterest, you're not looking at just people you follow. Like it's right. just random stuff exactly. that pops up. Exactly.
0: That is true. That's
1: curated for you. So it, it's more organic too. Yeah. It seems more organic. And um, I think people are a lot more likely to actually like act on it. Mm-hmm. Whereas Instagram, you're like, oh, I like it. You know, mm-hmm. you're not like, oh, let me see this girl. Let me see this websi- ex- website as much. Mm-hmm. It's like a lot more steps. So Pinterest has been just really great for me because, um, like, one of my last posts, I had this image that, you know, went viral, and now it's, like, all over the place, but that image is linked to my website, so mm-hmm. people are landing on my website from that image, mm-hmm. even though a ton of people have edited it, reposted it themselves to where it's, it's never going to come back to me in that <laughs> way, like, it is what it is, but... Um, just getting people on my website has been the biggest um the biggest thing and like clearly listing all the services I offer really showing like my style because a lot of people will just email and be like I love your style I'd love to work with you this is my idea type of thing okay where it's like you know maybe you're not looking at what I offer but you know you like my style and you know you want to work with Mm -hmm. me so I think Pinterest is such a good investment of time I use Tailwind now which just helps like kind of like pump out my stuff Mm -hmm. throughout the week so it's spread out. Now there's Pinterest stories, which is so cool. So people like a lot of stuff will get like a lot of traction from that. Mm -hmm. And so that's just like, I think it's such a good investment of your time personally Pinterest.
0: For keywords, do you actually, you know, how do you you strategically place it in the description of the pin, or is it kind of like you're just hoping for the best?
1: Yeah, so for keywords, I'm placing in the description of the pin, and I'm really trying to get, like, get it to where, like, it describes the picture, Mm -hmm, you know what I mm -hmm. mean? But it is kind of hit or miss, you know, you don't really know. Interesting. But I'll look at other stuff. Like, when I first started, I was listening to a podcast of this girl, and she Mm -hmm. was, like, she created, like, um laptop sleeves, basically, and she was like, I get a lot of my, um, you know, my traction from Pinterest, because obviously your website tracks that stuff, Mm -hmm. so she was like, I have over, you know, whatever it was at the time, um, like, million views on Pinterest and they like I use keywords and I was like oh I'm gonna go look at her keywords mm-hmm. so I would look at her keywords I would like look at other keywords if you search on Pinterest like one keyword a bunch will pop up that are okay. late okay so it's just like a lot of stuff like that okay and I'm constantly like kind of like redoing it looking at pins that did well looking at their keywords
0: okay
1: and it sounds like a lot of work but it's really not like it takes like if I do tailwind I'll just batch it all so okay. it takes like 30 minutes of my time okay And I'll do that like once a week and then the other and then the other times I'm on Pinterest, I'm just on there for fun because I love it. Like, yeah, it is fun.
0: <laughs> like I get so much inspiration for my home, decorating apartment yeah. Yeah. or just, you know, style, obviously, right? Yeah. Everything. You Everything.
1: Know? It's just like you're like, this is the life I want to live. You yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I really love like finding pictures on Pinterest and trying to like recreate it with my own style. Mm-hmm. Like that's so fun for me. Yeah. So I just love Pinterest.
0: <laughs> Amazing. What's a piece of advice you have for someone that is just interested in graphic design and kind of what you do maybe not exactly hand lettering but just in that field in general but maybe it's not the traditional graphic design route if you were like just graduating college now with the today's resources what would be your approach now to get exposure or to get experience to gauge what you want to do what would you almost like tell your younger self now with today's technology. Start
1: just start creating. Mm-hmm. Start creating and start pumping out the content. Like I don't care if it gets one like on Instagram. Yeah. Like yeah. you know what I mean? Like just like throw it on there and then throw it on the all the other platforms as well. Like I don't I don't I'm like so like spread out that like I'm not on TikTok as much like as I really should be. I'm not really creating reels, but like if you have the time and you love it, mm-hmm. like I've seen people grow so fast because of that. Mm-hmm. So I think doing that but then also being strategic about it. So it's like you're putting out stuff that that you want to attract the right audience and you know what you want to like offer people like Mm -hmm. if you're posting pictures of your outfits all the time like you better want to be a fashion blogger you better want to be like because you're like whatever you're creating putting out there like that's what you're going to attract so I think really like throwing that stuff out there and Mm -hmm. create having like a unique approach to where it's not like I'm looking at your Instagram and it's basically a portfolio of your work where everyone else is the same. Like Mm. I, I really wanted my Instagram and my Pinterest and everything I do to be like very me and Mm. be very like originally different. Um, and I had a lot of people be like, well, you need to create a different account for your work and you need to create like different like things, but I didn't want that. I knew I wanted to almost be a brand. Like I want to be bigger than just my work. Right. I want to be like you know my style you hire me for my style Mm -hmm. that's what I wanted so and I wanted to people to see who I was outside of like the things I'm creating so I'm really glad I did that I feel like it really worked the way I wanted it to Mm um my goal for the future is definitely to be like on Jasmine Dowling's level do you know her?
0: I don't okay I she's don't. like
1: love, like if you're do hand lettering and you're listening you probably know her but she's um, in Australia okay to where she used to do a lot of hand lettering now it's a little bit more different but she'll work with like um, like huge brands like Sephora and like oh, wow. do like you know it's like Sephora and they'll have like the Jasmine Dowling like take on like their new perfume or something wow. so I just I want it to be on like that creative level okay. and that's what I'm always working towards so I always really try and create stuff but make it different mm-hmm. enough to where, um, it's recognizable. And like, you know, it's me, if mm-hmm. you, if you follow me and you know me, you know, it's me. So I think just like creating stuff as much as you can, but also like being very intentional about what you're creating mm-hmm. and like who you want to be and how you're going to set yourself
0: apart. Mm. I think that's really good advice, putting a lot of content out. Cause I think a lot of people kind of overlook just the very simple aspects of social media yeah. and getting your name out right it's just like we have instagram we have tiktok we have reels we have yeah. stories we have pinterest we have so much that you could just be putting your stuff out there because yeah. um i'm i i do not know about you but i'm a firm believer in just law of attraction and you attract yeah. the energy you put out there yeah. and just like you know again content is relatable to your energies because it's what you think it's what you believe in whatever that may be so you're gonna yeah attract that so I think that's really great advice let's go into a quick lightning round three questions and then a final question Okay. what's your best advice for young women or something you would tell your younger self in your early and mid 20s outside of your career and within graphic design like more maybe even like on personal level mm-hmm. whether that's dating mm-hmm. or friendship or you know women with like friendship troubles or whatever that may be You know, yes. you know just classic woman female issues that yes. we all go yes. through you know after college mid 20s mid 20s crisis (laughs) (laughs) um I would
1: say don't take anything too seriously don't take yourself or anything you're doing too seriously have fun Mm -hmm. and just enjoy this time of life that you're in because you're only that age once and this is the time to live it up so do Mm -hmm. all those things that you want to do and all the right stuff will fall into place
0: Mm. what is one personal goal you have for this year and why
1: personal goal mm-hmm. That's hard. Mm-hmm. finish my backyard <laughs> <that a> good <laughs> That's a good
0: <laughs> um okay last lightning round question how do you measure success
1: i measure success for sure by my happiness daily mm-hmm. and that happiness also includes not being financially stressed so mm-hmm. just like my overall happiness um but also being able to make a living at the same time. Mm,
0: Okay, and this is a really good segue into the last question, which is something I ask every guest on the show, Um, but kind of out of, you know, reflecting on your career, you know, you mentioned earlier in the beginning, you started out in, you know, working various jobs and, you know, working your way up into finally being a graphic designer when you didn't have any experience yet and then starting your own business and whatnot. Um, But out of all of that, you know, whether it's within your career or not, what ultimately fulfills you in life?
1: What ultimately fulfills me? I'm very visually and aesthetically driven. So like the sunset with like my husband or my sister with me, like those things are like priceless to me. Like I love the sunshine. I just love like just taking in the world and all its beauty and just being able to sit with the people I love. That's what fulfills me at the end of the day. Mm, I love
0: that It's always about the people I love it I love it. Um, okay well where can everyone find you share your social media your website um, everything that you know relates to your content Yes
1: everything's um, Tatiana Soash
0: perfect and I will link all of that in the show notes so they can find you. Thank you so much for being on today's episode yeah, This was so for fun. And that was all for today's episode with my girl Tatiana. Be sure to give her a follow. Everything will be linked in the show notes or you can just head over to our Instagram page which is at what fulfills you pod before you head out please be sure to check out the website whatfulfillsyou.com it's kind of recently new um, and I will be launching some really fun products for you guys in the upcoming weeks but the first launch was actually the daily signature notebook Um, I will be doing some little giveaways in the near future but yeah we are running low on the notebooks, so grab yours while you can Um, It's all available at whatfulfillsyou.com. And as always, if you love this episode or you love any episode, please be sure to rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts and share this episode with your friends on Instagram Story. Tag us. Let us know you enjoyed this because it always makes my day when I see that. So thanks again for tuning in, you guys, and I'll chat with you next week.